Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of Touched by Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your host today, Julie Myers. Hello, Julie Myers. Hi, Chris. It's good to see you. We're towards the end of your school year. Yes, you do some teaching, actually. I do. I teach fourth grade. I teach fourth grade um, in a bilingual setting, and my kids are just going crazy. We've got two days left, and everybody's excited. What's the bilingual part? Do you speak Spanish, or what's the other language? I do. Yeah, I'm fully bilingual. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually born in Mexico and I'm fully bilingual and I, I teach all content in both languages. That is amazing. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, we're, we're talking about, we can move from uh, Spanish and English languages to uh, <laughs> horses and trauma and healing and what's on the other side of trauma. Um, you just remind me, you've been in your horse coaching setting for how long? How long have you partnered with horses to bring healing? Um. As a practitioner myself with my own business, it's mm-hmm. been just over one year. Wow, amazing. And did you have experience with healing and horses before that? You know, I, I had horses as a kid and I've had horses as an adult when my, when my daughter was younger. Yeah. We had horses. And so I experienced the healing power of horses mm. from my own horses in my own wow. partnership with them. And it was one of those experiences actually that, that showed me sort of when I was looking at touched by a horse, what I might expect. And mm-hmm. I was going through a really, really tough time when I was separating from um, my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day going out and one of our horses, Meister, he was a big half draft And a horse that he had been with for about 20 years had passed away, Montana. Mm. And I went out and I thought, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to love on Meister. I'm going to give him some love since he's going through a tough time. Mm. And I started to massage him Mm. and I went down his entire body from his head all the way down. I went around Mm. up the other side and I was bawling my eyes out the whole Mm. time. He did not move a muscle for about 45 minutes. He just stood grounded. And I realized he was making me feel good mm. more than I was making him feel good. He was, mm. he was giving me something. I didn't understand how horses mm. can elevate our energy at the time, but I felt it. Mm. I felt it in my body. So that was one of my first, you know, and I, I've been with horses for many years, but that was the first time on that deep level that I really knew something else was, something was going on here more than just, mm. oh, I love my horses and they love me. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, you went from your own experience and then you decided at some point to well, get certified. You, you went, you've actually gone through the Touch by a Horse or are in the Touch by Horse certification program? Yes, I graduated a year ago, and then I actually started what's now sort of being considered the master's program, Mm. which is the Gestalt certification program um, with Melissa Pierce at Touched by a Horse. It doesn't involve horses at all, but so many of the graduates are going through it and getting so much deeper knowledge about uh, about Gestalt as Mm -hmm. well as about family dynamics, working with couples, working mm. with, diff- with families, um, 
wow. practitioners joining together to work with several members of a family. So I've been training now in Gestalt for three and a half years. Wow. Right. Because the and horses have always been a part of that for me. The Touch by Horse program itself is like two years, right? The, yes. the, the industrial. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, so walk me, walk me into, um, I mean, so our conversation today is kind of like moving from trauma into freedom, like life after trauma. Um, yeah. And you must have a particular worldview. Like walk me through the conversation of that. Like, why is that important to you? How do we do that? Yeah. So as a survivor myself of rape in childhood, mm. you know, that's, that was one of the most profound events in my life. But even before that, um, having grown up in an alcoholic home mm. and there was a lot of rage, no one ever touched me in my home. I was never physically abused, mm. but emotionally um, things were tough. Mm. And so what I have learned from my own experience as well as working with others and, and reading different authors like Patrick Carnes, Pia Melody, just whoever's focused on trauma is that when we grow up in a, in a, in a traumatic environment or we, we suffer traumatic events over and over, um, we, we're living in denial. We're living in, you know, keeping secrets, not standing in my truth is what I like to call it. Hmm. And for most of my life, I, I, I had to just be quiet, don't rock the boat. Mm -hmm. So what that, what that does for someone is not really knowing who they are. And so my biggest desire is to work with people who are really focused on being in connection with their children and letting go of their own um, patterns that they learned in childhood that they don't wanna pass on to their kids a lot of those come from, tra from trauma, from traumatic events, whether really large ones or ones that we would say are insignificant, but they're really not. Right. And so supporting someone to work through a traumatic event, like speaking to their perpetrator, saying the things that they wish they could have said to the people they were, that were in their family. Once we work through some of those things and things start coming out, then what's next for a person? Yeah. Um, what I have found is, is really for a person, you know, when someone says, I'm, I'm not happy with this area of my life or that area of my life or multiple areas of, my, of their life, what they really need to do is look at their values. And so often those who grew up with trauma hmm. don't know who they are. Yeah. And that seems like a strange thing to say, but... I can remember when someone asked me and I was an adult, um, what do you want, Julie? And I said, I just want to be happy. And they said, well, what do you want? What would make you happy? And I couldn't answer the question. Hmm. I, I had no idea what it would hmm. be. And I realized in that moment that I felt so lost from myself. Hmm. And that is a common experience for survivors of trauma. Hmm. So my goal would be to work with someone and this work doesn't take years and it doesn't take forever and ever, yeah. but working through traumatic events, then supporting someone to really know who they are um, and working on their values mm. and, and creating a vision for what they want for their future so that they have 
concrete steps to move towards. Yeah. And even just in coming up with someone's top core values of who they are, those can be confusing. Right. And that's where the horses come in. Mm -hmm. And the horses are so incredibly helpful to help someone really find out what are my number one, two, and three values, for example. Yeah. And with that, we can move forward in taking steps towards vision and moving forward in life. I love that. If I go back to um, sort of the observation of like when you're in trauma, um, we, it's, I think it's, I mean, I can relate to that. My dad was an alcoholic growing up and he, you know, he, short fuse. So I didn't know when he would blow up, you know, and I think um, we, I heard it explained once that we tend to, as kids, we tend to make it about ourselves because we don't know how else to just mm -hmm. like, to rationalize what's happening. And so we, we turn inward and right. we go, um, I must be doing something wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And then we hide because we don't, we can't, it's not safe to be, to know ourselves and to be self-expressed because we don't know what's going to trigger a moment. Um, mm -hmm. So I can really see how a lot of people can live their life not knowing who they are because they're trying to stay safe. As a kid in an adult body, they're right. trying to stay safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even, you know, some of the common values that we hold, for example, are safety. Mm. You know, that's, that's mm. one of my number one values, personal mm. integrity, mm. connection. Well, think about how polarizing mm. safety mm. and connection are mm. right. for someone who's had the physical boundaries crossed. Right, big time. To desire right. safety and connection and not, not know how to make those match mm. um, can, be, can be several pieces of work just on that to support someone. What's, um, what, what did it, when you discovered the values, like the, the connection and the safety, when you, what, what did it feel like to acknowledge that part of you that really wanted connection? Was that freeing? Was it scary? What was it like? That's such a great question. Um, profoundly altering, profoundly touching and mm. deep awareness that, you know, I had so many issues with trust. So where it started was me getting to know myself mm. and me trusting myself. So that for me is the kernel, is the, mm. is the nugget. And mm and learning about boundaries and horses are amazing at teaching us about boundaries. Someone who has had their physical boundaries crossed, emotional, spiritual, sexual boundaries crossed. Mm. Um, it's, it's so, it's so vague as to how far to let someone in or, and also how far can mm. I step towards someone right. and, and being so unsure of, you know, where's the wall that I can lean on where, mm. where, how do I know where things are? Mm. It's very confusing. Yeah. So getting clear with that um, is like mm. a missing ingredient for self yeah. that we need in order to move forward and believe in ourselves and trust in ourselves. Before, we, before we're looking for connection with anyone else, yeah. it's connection to who we are. Yeah. That's critical. Ah, so good. I feel it's so, there's somewhere in there that um, there's a way that we relate to ourselves that... Um, clouds or or confuses who we we can't get access to who we really are because of the uh i think you you would you said it as like lies or like they're we're not being real with our true with ourselves is that am i saying that right like what blocks us from getting to know ourselves? 
uh, fear, I would say is the number one, mm. um, fear of rejection, for example. So being a people pleaser in order to make sure that, mm. you know, no one leaves or, you know, morphing into someone mm. else like, oh, this person's really cool. And they like yoga. I'm going to get into yoga. I'm going to be into yoga. So mm. kind of giving ourselves away on so many different levels and really not, you know, once, once we start on this journey of self-discovery, mm. we, we really start to see, wow, what is it that I want to do? And there's a lot of work just on that one question on my free time. Do I want to do yoga? Do I want to do painting? Do I want to do running? Mm. You know, and and yeah. so really ignoring mm. everyone else in our lives and getting true with ourselves. So for yeah. me, I call it standing in my truth yeah, and moving towards yeah. my true self and my true desire. What I, I want to, um, there's something you, so in that, what does it feel like when I'm, um, doing yoga because somebody else does yoga or I, I keep trying, I keep trying things and it never feels right. Like what's the feeling of doing things in life, but never having it be rooted in who I actually am. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And what's coming to me is um, for example, doing yoga because someone else does yoga and you're hoping that they'll, they'll like you and they'll accept you. Mm. And then they don't anyway. Mm. It just mm. doesn't work. You don't have a connection doesn't work. And I don't mean just in a dating sense. It could be a friendship. It could be something that your kids do that you're not really into. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's such a wide, a wide array there, but we learn by trial and error until we take the time to ignore everybody else and get clear with our own desires and who we are. I ask because I I think um, I can even identify a little bit of that in me at times where I feel um, uneasy. I feel restless, um, you know, like trying different things. I I can really relate to the question of like, what makes me happy? I'm like, I don't know. I've been so head down into work for two decades of my life that I often think if I had time off, what would I do? I don't know. I don't know what I enjoy. And it just brings up for me, and actually it's interesting you say this because I'm like, maybe there's still stuff there, right? To um, go process as a kid with an alcoholic father, like there's still stuff there to to look at. But um, but I'm just, I, for those listening, I think this is such a common experience that I'm just wanting people to li- that are listening to be like, oh, well, I have that feeling on like a weekly basis of the, the restlessness, the uneasiness, the whatever. Right. Well, and there's this, you know, there's such a movement and such an awareness for people to, um, to take care of themselves and to practice self care. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have free time, Mm -hmm. what do you do for yourself? And so many people fill in that space with busyness Mm -hmm. in order to please others or in order to, you know, receive external validation in some way. Mm-hmm. But so many people can't just sit and be still partially because they don't know what to do. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do with mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. And so yeah. this mm-hmm. journey from trauma to freedom, I, I just see as such a beautiful, a beautiful journey to be on personally and also to lead someone else through, especially for me, mm-hmm. a, a woman who's had her sexual boundaries crossed and is now raising mm-hmm. a daughter or mm-hmm. a son. 
Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I do with some of my clients is I have them just bring their, their child, bring their daughter and hang out with the horses and Mm -hmm. connect. And a lot of times these, these mothers and children haven't had an opportunity to just be together without an agenda and to be with this giant, gorgeous animal that they might be afraid of and, and they come closer together. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift. It's a mm-hmm. gift to give to this mother and this daughter yeah, or son. You know, right, there's right. so much to be taught yeah. to everybody around this. Once, once you um, create space for people to um, confront uh, their past, the people in their past, and they get to a place of um, peace, maybe inside, how do they begin, like what's next? How do they start to rebuild their life forward in the, into the freedom? Well, that's where we do a lot of work on vision. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we spend a lot of time really getting clear on what is it that you desire. Yeah. And, you know, it's like wake up in five years, three to five years waking up, what would your life be? you know, and making it just out of reach from right now so that you're really painting a picture, a clear picture of where you want to be. And your values are so connected to that because certain, certain, you know, everybody has different values. And this also connects to temperament type, which Mm. is another tool that I use as a coach. Right, right. So, and another way for people to really understand who they are and why they are. Um, an example of that is I think from growing up the way I did, I tended to isolate a lot and I tended to not feel secure about inviting myself to go with people and do things. And, Hmm. you know, I also, I I felt kind of bad about myself, Hmm. but after learning my temperament that I'm a very high introvert, I realized Hmm. that's who I am. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need to force myself to be something that I'm not. And there's so much more acceptance in that. So there are many tools that we can use to help someone really get to know who they are in order to create a vision that fits with who they are and, and let go of any other voices from other people telling you who you should be. Mm, yeah. You know, I encourage people never to should on themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And I can totally see how if you didn't get to the place of um, getting at peace with uh, not only your past, but then getting clear about who you really are, it'd be really hard to, I think a lot of people go through the exercise of creating vision or vision boards mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. but but if it's not created from the, from a, a whole place of what you value and knowing yourself, right then ultimately what you're doing is creating some fairy tale to chase that isn't, that actually won't fulfill you if you ever get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it also creates something that's difficult to attain. Yeah. If, if it doesn't match up with who you really are, mm-hmm. um, it's something yeah. that you can chase and chase mm-hmm. and never, never achieve. So, and I like the fact that you use san- fantasy in that because yeah. that's often Another place that people who are survivors of trauma go mm. is into fantasy because that sometimes has been the thing that has kept us going and given us something to look towards. We can also create fantasies about individuals in our lives, um, especially growing up with perpetrators in the home mm. that 
we create a fantasy about who a person should really be and will, you know, give them qualities that they don't even necessarily have because we need something to feel safe around when nothing is safe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's good. I mean, I, I just, this is such a great interview. I get the whole world of it from the, the moving through the trauma to the getting to know myself to even beyond and what's possible, what's possible. So um, I love yeah. that. This is the work you do, right? This like when people meet with you and work with you, this is what Absolutely. you guide them through. Mm, so good. If people wanted to reach Absolutely. out to you and learn more Absolutely. about the work you do, connect Absolutely. with you, yeah. where do people go to connect with you? You can go to www.serenityhorsecoaching.com. Perfect. And so email easy. me there. Yeah. Or email it. me at julie at serenityhorsecoaching.com. Got it. And Good. come out anytime. I invite you to come out and do a free session with me. I would love that. Oh, fun. If you're ever in Boulder, Colorado, come on out. Okay. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. That's yeah, very generous. That's so good. I love this conversation and the work you're up to in the world. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us and sharing uh, what's possible for us on the other side of trauma. Julie, take care. Until next time, adios. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye.